Shooters, what's good? I want to welcome you in to a little spinoff that we're doing here. We're calling this the Hoop Troop, brought to you by Shooters Touch. Uh, basically, just taking an in-depth look at high school basketball throughout the state, and we're bringing on some experts to help cover this entire state. So we're getting stories um, from every corner of the state, if possible. And so uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you follow along. You'll be getting one of these each week. Um, in addition to what uh, Adam and I are continuing to do as far as interviewing coaches and players as well. Um, we hope you enjoy. As always, shoot or shoot. You can't guard me in the paint. I'm an artist. See, I hustle on the flow. Call me Rick Ross. See the troop get it jumping like a tip-off. I play hard till I hit a rep, blow the whistle. I'm a player, but my game be so official. Shooters, welcome into a special edition of the Shooter Touch podcast. Uh, we have a new format coming towards you guys. Uh, we're actually going to be calling this our Hoop Troop, uh, not only because it rhymes and it sounds good, but also because I have a group of guys with me in the room today uh, that you would want to take with you into any battle. And so what we're going to be doing, the whole idea through this podcast and what we want to do is we want to continue to cover the high school game uh, here in the great state of Iowa. And so we're going to kind of regionalize this and, and piece it off and try to cover as many great stories throughout the state of Iowa as we can. And so with me, I brought in several guys that know this game, know this state and been involved in it for a long time. Um, and so we might have a few special guests and some other people join us along the way. Um, but I got three guys with me that are going to hold it down for us here and are considered our hoop troop. All right. And with me and the guy who brought this idea to us is none other than coach Larson coach. Welcome to hoop troop. We're excited that you put this together. Um, what can you, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and ultimately how did you come up with this idea? No, you know what? Well, we, we, we were on the podcast, and, and after we were done with it, you know, I just kind of, I think I was just talking to you guys just about how much I appreciated it, and I continued to listen to all your stories. And um, as this season kind of came and went or was coming up, I, I just, we, we discussed the idea of um, just how there's not been really a platform of just to talk about high school hoops and teams high school teams and uh kind of who's who's in it to win it this year and uh that's kind of our goal is to come join us every week to to see if uh you're one of the teams or one of the communities that we think is going to be being talked about in march and uh you know i think you guys do a great job and then um just some old buddies that, that you've coached against or been been uh, associated with for a long time we kind of rallied up some troops to see if uh we we, we couldn't put this all together and uh, i don't know i think we're all pretty excited but yeah i know we're excited we're excited to jump in story any coverage um talking hoops is always easy for us um so definitely looking forward to it uh next one we have with us doug doug dear um doug welcome uh, we're excited to have you uh what are you looking forward most to here as we as we jump into this uh yeah i'm doug dears i live in pella um and you know I, I i'm kind of a high school basketball junkie i guess you could say um i've been in pella now for 13 years uh grew up in carroll i'm a kemper knight and then went to iowa lakes uh for a couple years played for uh, bob grams up there and then uh, followed Tommy Betts to Morningside for two years. <laughs> so played there and then uh, actually lived in North Carolina for 10 years and then moved back to, to Iowa. But um, so I've kind of been all over the state. So um, 
have some connections uh different parts of the state but I've been in Pella 13 years so I kind of run I run a league uh, top 64 league in Carroll and in Pella in the summer and in the fall um I run shooter basketball academy so run a bunch of different shooting camps so I've seen a lot of different gyms seen a lot of different coaches so I'm excited to just talk about um what's out there and kind of give uh, maybe the smaller schools uh some pub too yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm super, super excited to hear your angle, um, you know, from having a little bit of a different angle from the camp, from the summer, from the player development side, um, obviously, versus these other two guys, maybe talking more from from the lead chair. But uh, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm excited for your take as well, Doug. And also from the referee side, I kind of have that platform. I ref for probably 10 years. Larson, I don't think I ever teed you up, but. Come on, man, never. Many <laughs> no, that's good. And then obviously inside, I know, uh, I know we'll talk some, some footwork um, at some point. In the, uh, <laughs> podcast I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And that, that, that fourth voice you hear um, with us tonight, we have, we have Tom Betts uh, with us as well. Tom, we're excited to have you and your experience, obviously still very, very much involved in the game, but tell us a little bit of backstory as far as you and what you're looking forward to most to on the pod. You bet. Well, again, I was at Healing for 15 years and got out of it about six years ago, uh, but I just couldn't keep my hands out of the game. I've been doing uh, uh, radio broadcasts for, since I got out and also stayed very involved with the Iowa Basketball Coaches Association, a uh, great group of guys. And uh, so I'm just looking forward to to really uh, promoting my corner of the forgotten state, Northwest Iowa. You know how we feel up here. You know, I'm, I'm the only postman in the group here. And I'm also the only guy that loves Northwest Iowa. So I'm kind of the oddball out, I know. No, that's we, we need somebody because, yeah, you're right. We would know nothing about the Northwest part of the state without you on here. Tonight. Right. You, you don't know anything about it until we come down and kick, take care of the three A's, which you don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what. Uh, old, we're going to have, have some fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. And I tell you what, uh, Northwest Raz Vanderloo up there, he gave, was giving us a hard time as well. And um, their little, what, the 7-8-0 run that they started the year on, we were getting tagged in all of those. So he was letting us know. He wants us to know about that part of the state as well. Well, I thought maybe Raz was going to head up the uh, this year's edition of the transfer portal, but uh, he, he, didn't have a, he didn't have a very good year. So we, we might have to get Raz on at some point and uh, get his take on that as well because he always he's got something to say about it. So well, perfect. Let's circle back around then, Chris. We're coming back your way. Um, for those of you, for those of our listeners that don't know, uh, tell us these guys. Tell yeah. You kind of skipped over. It. What's your most recent coaching experience and uh, yeah. and uh, why why the exit? Yeah, sorry, I I, did, I just kind of left that. I guess uh, there'll be a lot of people, hopefully, that are listening that, that just don't listen every week to your podcast. But um, I have been have been a head coach at Norwalk here for 24 years. Um, got my butt whooped by by Tom in the state title game uh, in 2009. So he'll have fun uh, talking about that. Uh, I, I'll be coming. We're going to talk about this. But we, I think Tom beat three little Hawkeye teams in a row uh, to win his back to back to back championships if i'm right is that right or two out of three pella us and somebody i'll let him clear that up and yes uh doug uh, as an official for a long time so that, that's really and, and then also 
obviously, um, I did do a little coaching in the Des Moines Metro, and, and then uh, kind of, I think the other fun part for me is uh, following just a lot of um, people I, I coached against as players that are now in the coaching ranks, and um, assistant coaches of mine that are in the coaching ranks, and so just Central Iowa um, high school basketball has just been a huge part of my life for the last quarter of a decade, and so uh, I can't wait to continue to talk about it. Well, good. We're uh, we're definitely excited. Like we said, you, you get credit for this idea, so um, whether it's good or bad, I guess we know where that. Where yeah, we'll see in a couple of months. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. So, so Doug, as we look at uh, your many facets, I know that you're you're involved, like I said, a, a lot on on the player development, summer tournament leagues um, side of things. But uh, ultimately, what is it about coaching? Um, what is it about giving uh, your expertise to these kids that uh, uh, you really kind of enjoy the most about it? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the last time I actually coached um, in a real, I guess, a, a real high school game, I was a freshman coach at Boone High School for three years before I moved down to Pella. So, um, but I, I, you know, there's so many good coaches in the state of Iowa. I just was kind of making a list of, I mean, just right here in town, Derek Schulte. Uh, at Pella High, um, J.D. Bohr, I think, has been on your podcast at Pella Christian. I mean, not only are they good coaches, but they're great guys. I mean, I can go to them for anything. Um, but just around here, Linville Sully, Nick Harborn, um, and Carol, who I, where I do a lot of stuff. Randy Beeson is an amazing coach. I mean, just the amount of great coaches we have in this state, um, when you really look around, is phenomenal. And it's going to be fun to get to know those guys and talk about those guys and give them some some yeah, we're excited too. I mean, that's a big thing, obviously, with uh, you running the leagues and, and your constant interaction with these guys. Uh, we hope that that uh, is to get definitely going to be an asset that we're going to lean on heavily here as we move through and, and touch and base with those guys and continue to, to share their stories and insight. And that's the whole point of this. Um, but so, Tom, we move over to you. Like I said, uh, tons of wins, tons of experience. Uh, but what was it that uh, that really kind of either fired you up or kept you up at night uh, from from the coaching side of things? Well, you know, I guess, you know, when I look back, you said, you know, what 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 did you, uh, you know, really got you going as far as coaching is obviously I think we we're all in it for kids. Uh, but for me, maybe even like the second part was the relationships with other coaches. You know, that to me, I've always enjoyed being part of the IBCA. Um, but uh, most people don't realize that most coaches really sometimes are the only other people you can talk to because during the season, you, you don't want to talk to parents. <laughs> you know, sometimes your wife won't talk to you. But other coaches will something, well, they always really stick together. It's a pretty great fraternity. And so um, I'm looking forward to just kind of covering other teams. Uh, there's still so many coaches that I got to know over the years that are still coaching and doing a great job. Um, and the other thing too is uh, just the way the game evolved so quickly year to year. Uh, you know, if when I got out of coaching six years ago till today, just the style of play—it's a faster game. Uh, there are a lot of more, a lot of things that are more acceptable now. Doug, Doug, and I will probably disagree on some stuff this year. You know, the one-handed pass that's become so popular. There, so uh, is, I'm the old fart here, so it, it takes a while for me to evolve with the game. But I'm looking for, I'm just really looking forward to it. I get with the time, Beth. Get with the times. I know. Well, I'm old school, baby. <laughs> I, I'm, Larson, go ahead. 
Well, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off what Doug was saying too. So uh, over break, I had a chance. My nephew is playing um, for Oregon, Wisconsin. Um, so I got a chance to go take in a game up there. And they were actually playing my alma mater, Monroe, Wisconsin. And uh, they beat two division two teams up there. And it was really fun to watch. But uh, to go off what Doug was saying, it's funny when you go up there. So, so Monroe in Wisconsin, I think they're seven and zero and uh, ranked number six in the state. And I kind of stay in contact a little bit with their coach, just being around. And obviously, I've been following my nephew's team, and they're both really good teams. And it was a great game. But it's funny how different, just uh, different areas play a little bit different styles. And, and one thing I just really felt, and I took my son was with me, you know, who just graduated, and we talked about. You know, in Iowa, we we just tend to see such good, disciplined, hard-nosed basketball because I think a lot of that has to do with really great coaching. And um, so, again, the athletes were great. You know, there's a kid who's going to be a tight end at, at Wisconsin who was playing in the game. There was other really good players. And it's not that um, anybody – anybody was not um that they're not a good team it's just it's kind of like when the ncaa tournament comes around how you just see different conferences play different ways um and one thing i think we maybe take for granted here in iowa is how fundamentally sound and how disciplined our kids are it's funny that you mentioned that because actually on our on our next episode um we, we talked with a coach who spent uh, a amount of time out in nebraska and we talked with him specifically about the different style of basketball out in Nebraska, uh, which is a little bit more of a slow down, grind it out, half court type of mentality. And then coming back essentially to Iowa where uh, it's a little bit faster pace. And if you're open, you're going to shoot it type of deal. And so uh, it's just interesting to hear. Um, obviously, you should get Wisconsin because that was, that was completely different. So now, did they have a shot clock up there, Chris? Uh-uh, no, not yet. So that'll be interesting to see how much the game changes in Iowa. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, just watching games in South Dakota, bets you may have, you know, it's just up in that part of the, the, the state. It's, it's a totally different game. It changes how you coach um, end of quarters and end of games. It really does. Absolutely. You know, I was going to say, I, my son coaches in Elkhorn uh, and for the last two years, and I get down and I watch him quite a bit. Uh, and you, you talk about it, the style of play, and is it a, from an officiating standpoint, the style that's allowed to be played in different parts is, is different. Like Omaha Metro is a very physical league. You better break, you know, you better not whine about a call because you're not going to get it. Where you know, I think depending on where you are in Iowa, uh, it's, it's a little bit cleaner ball, but it's, it's a football game. Apparently that's the only kind of football they know how to play in Nebraska, but it's a football game in Nebraska. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I would agree with you from that side of things, too, when you look at like the CIML, how that's officiated, you know, versus uh, obviously the smaller schools, um, even around the metro, how it's just completely different, differently officiated when uh, even sometimes it's the same officials. Yeah, because you have a lot of those officials also officiate college. Right. And um, the CIML gets those guys where they don't go and officiate down in Mount Air or Twin Cedars or New London, they don't, they don't go to those smaller schools. Um, so that's why you see in the CIML and over in Eastern Park, and probably in Sioux City too, they let them play a little bit more because those guys ref NAI, they ref the, the college game. So it's, it is a difference and it makes a difference. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I, well, and to, I, 
I mean, there's there's no secret that the the kids and the and the speed and strength of the game is different too. Um, you know, and whether advantage disadvantage, I'm sure we all have our opinions on that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting to watch when you watch as as many games as obviously the four of us in this room uh, watch. You see you see those differences, and um, hopefully those are you know just one of the many things that we'll pick up here as we move throughout the year and kind of try to highlight those for our listeners so next time they uh they catch a game maybe they're able to pick up on pick up on a thing or two as we go through but uh um you know as we're going through basketball is our main thing but one thing that we found out on the podcast is that basketball is it's a way of life it's a culture it it brings a lot of people together you guys have talked about the coaching community already and how small it is and how one guy leads to the next and next thing you know, um, you know, you feel like, you know, 30 guys in a room that, uh, that you just met that night. And that's what makes it cool. Um, the other thing with it that we found out that goes hand in hand for some reason with basketball is pizza. So whether it's a great post game uh, snack, I don't know, or if it's just again traveling the state and getting to be in different opportunities. And so I told you guys to be thinking about this before. And we'll start with Larson. We'll go in our same order here, Coach. Who's got the best pizza in Iowa? So you know what's fun about this? I'm going to connect it back to basketball for me. So I'm going to go with the Wigan Pen and Ankeny. And the fun story for me is. Uh, so, so my first high school coaching job was with Andy Howard at Des Moines East, who um, then came and coached with me for 10, 12 years. But uh, Andy kind of got his high school career. He played for a legendary coach named Larry Ireland. Um, and he was his best friend until he passed away. And uh, so a lifelong friend, not only his coach. And his daughter happened to be the manager at the Aiken Wing and Pen. Took me up there one night, tried their, their flying tomato pizza. It's excellent Chicago style. So I could go with like uh, the, you know, the new Giordano's out there in West Des Moines, but uh, got to stay local and, and a little shout out to a great coach, Larry Ireland up in Ankeny. And um, we're, we're, that's, that's, that's my, my segue. Oh, uh, the King, I mean, Wigan Penn is on the list no matter how you slice it, whether you know somebody or not. Um, right. Quality pies. Um, I, I'm going to lean towards the one in Coralville, but uh, it all it all comes out the same. But uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely some good pie there. So, um, all right, Doug, uh, are we, are you, you mentioned you've kind of been all over. Are we going southern Pella area part of the state, or who's got the best pizza? I'm going to I'm gonna stick local here. Uh I'm going to go with uh, Georgia's Special uh, right here in Pella. If you're in town, if you're coming early or staying late, uh, go to Georgia's. It's right down on the square. Uh, it's a, more of a New York-style pizza. Excellent. So that's what I'm going with. I like I liked the New York style, too. You got you to gotta mix it up a little bit. Got to have uh, New York makes easier transition after games, too. So I like that. All right, Tom. What do we got uh, in the forgotten corner of the state? Are you staying up there? Or what's the What's the best? Oh, no. First of all, Doug spent two years in Sioux City, so I want to get his input on his two years here. What he What he enjoyed when he was a chief, and then I'm going to give you my answer. For pizza? For pizza, Doug. I mean, you you, you know Sioux City doesn't have a lot, but we do have pizza. Uh, what's the pizza in Morningside? What's right around the corner there? Gary's. Yes, excellent. Here, so in Sioux City, Sioux City, it really always comes down to a tie between Jerry's Pizza and Alfredo's. 
I'm an Alfredo's guy, but I'm going to give a shout out to Jerry's too because it's going to be a split. I, I like it. I, you're kind of riding the fence a little bit. Don't want to ruffle any feathers. Mm. Hey, hey, I'm a fundraiser. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm going to say, I think we know where Tom when we start having to give our picks for who's going to like make the state tournament and stuff. He's going to find a way to, to, to make both teams feel good. Well, uh, like I said, Alfredo's is mine, but I'm going to give a shout out to Jerry's. <laughs> uh, hey, oh, I like it. Any any information that we can have um, to to make our selections better, we'll take it, Tom. So so I appreciate that. Um, all right, uh, another question then here for you guys, kind of help uh, determine where we're at uh, as far as you guys, your style. Um, Larson, Coach Larson, we're going to start with you again. Okay, do you tend to lean offensive-minded, or are you a defensive-minded uh, coach? And what what attracts you, I guess, the most? Well, twelve years ago, when Doug's nephew Jake was was kind of the center of our team, and uh, uh, then I was a really good defensive coach. He's a six-nine monster who. Who was uh, my favorite stat about Jake? Is he never lost a road game. He was thirty-two and zero in road games. Then Bowen Bowen came along and led the state in scoring for like three years. Then I really liked offensive coaching. Um, so I I like winning. But um, no, I I probably if I, I would guess most people think I tend to err on the side of defense in terms of where I put my energy into. I always feel like if you're playing hard on the defensive end, if you as a team, if you as an individual take care of the defensive end, then typically what we find or have found is that the offense comes easy. like it. No, that's good. That's a good uh, – man, th- did you say 32-0 and 0 on the road? He's 32 and 0. He lost a few neutral side games. He was in – he was a sophomore the year we played Hill, so he lost some games. It's not like he never lost. But – when he played on opponents' gyms, he never lost a game. That's pretty cool record, isn't it? That's impressive, and that's a yeah. that's a good that's a good stat too. I uh, hope to hope to catch a few more few more of those along the way, coach. So yeah. Um, all right, Doug. What do you uh, What do you think here? You you lean offense or defense? I feel like I, I feel like I know the next two answers, but I, I, I ask. What do you? Give you can't let shoot at camp and call yourself a defensive coach, can you? <laughs> This might be the easiest question I've ever had. Um, uh, definitely, uh, definitely offense. Um, my junior college coach, uh, he, he once said, well, you can't score if you don't shoot it. And uh, so I'm pretty much strictly offense and uh, figure out a way to score. So, um, if you can outscore the opponent, you're going to win every time, right? That's right. All you got to do is score one more than you did, right? That's right. Put the ball up. All right, Tom. Yeah, you're talking old school here. So, uh, what are you, offense or defense? I will say this: during my coaching career, I was blessed with a lot of really good players. I'm well aware of that. And what most teams try to take away your best player, especially the high school level. And so, I put most of my energy into finding creative ways to get them shots. I myself, I couldn't shoot past a foot. But I, I probably did spend more time on offense uh, than defense because I had to find ways to get – because everyone was trying to take those be- those good players away. And so if you don't have options for them, you, you know, you got to – like Doug says, you you know, you got to find ways to score. Absolutely. So I'd, say, I'd say probably offense. Good. This is why you guys are on the shooter's touch then. Doug, what do you got? I would say um, 
what's been fun this first month of, of games and, and watching games is what I always try to do is I watch the coaching, kind of how coaches operate on the sidelines. I watch how referees ref and how they're working the game. But then I also watch how, what it's different creative offenses. Uh, that small schools, big schools, how Pella runs, how Norwalk runs their offense. Um, and that's kind of what I look for in games. And what's what, what I kind of like is, you know, a lot of teams right now are just going pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. Kind of come down from NBA to college. And now it's, it's just what everybody does. But I like to see a lot of motion and movement and passing and cut. Um, uh, and actually, a lot of the smaller schools still do that. It's not as much pick and rolls as you get 3A and a 4A. Man, it's hot ball screen, ball screen, ball screen. It's like, okay. But that's that's just kind of they take advantage of their best players and um, but that it's just watching the different offenses operate has been uh, has been the best part of the season so far for me. Well, to add on to that, Doug, you know what's been really fun, uh, and I see where you're coming from. I, I, I think um, at, at different levels, but if you look, I think scores have been typically up. There's a lot of coaches that I think are doing a really good job. I don't call it a getting out of their kids' way and letting them play. I said for a long time, our skill level in our state, due to camps like yours, due to AAU programs, uh, our skill level is really good. Now, it's on our kids to continue, I would say, to learn what good basketball looks like so they could be on the winning team. But I really would compliment our coaches. The the games I've watched on film, and there's some really good coaches that are, are letting their kids you know, play more and not tying them down so much, I think. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, my first year as a head coach, I had a guy named Nate Funk. Ooh. Nate was a good player. Yeah. And I had a – the guy that I learned from, Doug Moody, was an excellent coach, but Doug was was a guy that had a play sheet three pages long. Well, I had filmed that down to two pages. <laughs> and Barry Miedema, who was the head coach at Unity Christian, says to me after we played it one time with Nate Funk, he says – Tom, he says, focus. If I can give you any advice, focus on focus on developing players and not plays. And that stuck. And it was it's hard to do because as coaches, we want to have control and we want to make sure. That, but it's uh, I, I agree. I, in today's game, you see more and more of the successful teams just letting getting out of the way and letting those kids play. Yeah, I uh, absolutely agree. I mean, it's something where, you know, players got to make plays and uh, it's your job to try to put them in as many opportunities as you can. But uh, obviously as coaches, uh, we we can't tell them every move. They're going to, they're the ones that ultimately got to make that decision. And uh, the more times they have to make it and the more times to make the right one, obviously uh, the better the results are. And so, uh, no guys, this is uh, super exciting. I'm, I'm excited for everything um, that we have to come this year. Um, Before we get out of here though, I do want to go through and just kind of break down a little bit. Um, We kind of talked a little bit about where we're going to be based off of our region, but um, I want you guys to specifically say kind of where you're going to be at, what schools you you got an eye on, and maybe outside of the obvious ones. And uh, if you can kind of think of one here on the fly, maybe a school or a coach that uh, you're really hoping and or anxious to get an opportunity to watch uh, and report back to the podcast on. Uh, Coach Larson, why don't we start with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I want to add one thing to that last thing, and I, just I love we we used to always have a thing. It's our job to teach them how to play, not tell them what to do. And um, 
I don't know if I can get that out there to as many coaches, not to, not to preach, but that's just one thing I had heard. I don't remember who taught me that, but that is one of the things I really love. I will be covering central Iowa. Um, I, I will tell you, I'm really excited because I think we got some real state championship contenders here in central Iowa. Um, I know I'm going to get to watch DCJ here in a couple weeks, and I'm really excited about They've been an arch rival of ours along with Pella and, and several other schools on the Mohawk. I, I think DCG has a really phenomenal team this year, and Coach Rankin um, has just been building it up, building it up. And um, so I'm really excited about them. Uh, along with some of the CIML teams that I know are really good, um, that one I'm still – it's really hard with those teams because there's so many good ones. So it's almost like who gets hot. You know, kind of off our conversation, though, somebody you're going to hear me talk a lot about this Northwest school out in Waukee. I think uh, Brett Watson is one of the best offensive coaches we have. And keep an eye on Price Sanford's numbers. You know, he's averaging about 27 and a half points. One of the most skilled offensive players he has. Brett does a great job of staying out of his way and, and letting him. And, and they have a few guys doing that. Um, really disappointing to see Valley lost um, the Eli Reardon kid. I thought Valley was really on a track, which they still could be. I don't know. I know, I know he is a phenomenal athlete, and um, losing him is going to be a big, big loss. I also know, though, winning in 2A around here, probably a couple of the best teams. I'm going to get to see Van Meer tomorrow night, who I know is undefeated here locally. Um, and Dwayne Christian is also a really good team. And then in 1A, this is my shout-out to any 1A schools in Central Isle. I want to know who's going to beat Grandview Christian. Because uh, they look really, really good. So, 1A schools, let's hear from you. I want to know who's going to beat them. And then uh, we'll, we'll all start scouting out. Ooh, I like it. He's uh, already calling calling this shot. So, again, that's uh, that's Chris Larson. Uh, we'll get you. <laughs> you can go and send him a DM uh, with, uh, with your comments on that. Um, all right, Doug, uh, what, uh, what areas are you going to be covering for us? Um, as we said before, you're going to kind of look at uh, several different levels, which would be, which would be great. Um, be our officiating uh, expert as well. But, uh, and then ultimately, who's maybe a, a school that you're excited to watch or, or um, pay a little bit closer attention to now that you have to report back to the podcast? Sure. Um, being down in Pella, I'm kind of covering the southern part southern southeastern part of the, of the state um knowing a lot of schools in the midwest uh part of iowa too the carroll area a lot of those schools so i'm kind of familiar with those guys um but i do want to remind everybody also that the defending 3a champ is from pella and <laughs> about 20 miles up the road the defending 1a champ is montezuma um so uh, we have some winners around here, but uh, a couple of different teams around here. North Mahaska is actually eight and one right now, which is um, kind of coming out of nowhere a little bit, but they, they've played my league forever. Uh, they have some nice players um, uh, down south, a little bit farther south. Um, Mount Air is actually always good. Brett Ruggles down there is always does a phenomenal job. And they'll win 16, 17, 18 games every year and get to substate and run into Grandview Christian. Des Moines Christian, and uh, he just has a tough time uh, getting over that. But uh, um, New London is actually a team down here. Also, they have two studs. Um, one of them's been hurt, but they'll be they'll be uh, in the running, I think, when it comes down to it. So, Ella um, Christian, they'll be in the running. They have a, a Eric Mulder, six nine stud, going to IUPUI. Um, uh, Pellis will be strong again in three A. 
Um, so it'll be fun. I'm excited to see what, uh, what January brings and just kind of continue to talk about with you guys and just um, all the different games we'll we get to talk about. So Good. Yeah, no, that'll be great. They got, uh, like you said, definitely some teams down there that uh, a lot of us may know a little bit about, but uh, I feel like some people can sleep on a little bit until come until March uh, when we for sure will find at least one or two of them. Uh, at Wells Fargo. So, all right, Tom, uh, moving your way. I, I, the real question is how far south on I-29 are you thinking you're going to go here this year for us? Well, you know, I'll be down at Council Tucky, Council Bluffs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be covering those guys. I'll keep an eye on Harlan and all those people over there. Uh, and, uh, you know, in 4A, Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln, number two in the state right now. East is Sioux City East is number five. I, I think we're going to have to that big matchup's coming up uh, on the 11th of January out of East. And uh, that's always a good fun game because you got Raz on one side and Jason Isaacson on the other side. And uh, besides what, the besides what happens on the court, the sidelines are just as entertaining to watch. And so I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, I think that'll tell you a lot about uh, the MRAC and how that uh, is going to pan out. Three uh, a is wide open, but uh I don't want to call him a sleeper, but kind of a, the new kid on the block is Esterville Lincoln Central. Uh, they're right now, they're ranked number three. Uh, their stud player is a sophomore, and uh, Troy Larson, the coach at Iowa Lakes, his son, Owen, is a sophomore, averaging, I think, about 23 a game. Uh, they've got the game of the week for me tomorrow night is, is uh, they're at home, Esterville Lincoln Central versus Central Lion uh, in 2A. I think Central Lion is ranked third. And so that's going to be a big game tomorrow night. Be interested to watch the – to follow that um and again 3a up up in this deck of the woods, i think is a wide open horse race it normally is whoever kind of comes out usually makes it down to state makes a little noise so uh it's going to be interesting uh lamar's uh dave Irwin had a big injury in the off season so he was my early season favorite uh i told him i'd mention his his player uh brady williams blew his knee out brady was a, his was his stud coming back he'll miss the whole season really putting a hurt on lamar's but i think dave will be there competing at the end as well um, you know and then uh, again uh you know kids just players to watch we talked a little bit of this week okaboji's got a kid up here and they're not having a lot of success but a kid named lucas lorenzen's averaging 35 a game um i saw him play in an open gym three years ago and i thought he was a college player then uh he's a high flyer he, he's uh dort stole him I, I i said dort stole this kid he's uh to me he's can play much higher than that, but he's pumping in 35 a game, which is pretty impressive numbers. Yeah, so. that's uh, like you said, we talked about that in our group chat. Um, just the numbers that he's putting up, having not seen it, just eye popping, uh, looking at those numbers. So it'll be interesting to, to get some more eyeballs on him and see kind of what the breakdown, uh, yeah. what you're thinking with him. But uh, no, it sounds like uh, sounds like some good things. Um, we have you know, really most of the state covered. Uh, we have a we have a lead in and p potentially getting some more coverage in the northeast uh, corner as well. And so um, really looking forward to this, guys, uh, looking forward to the opportunity to continue to talk hoops with you guys, uh, continue to grow the game as we're trying to do here one story at a time with the shooters touch. But uh, ultimately, just kind of get these stories out um, and continue to, to have fun with this game, learn from each other and hopefully teach a thing or two to these guys. And I know, Chris, that's uh, that's a big goal, goal of yours. And now, what else do you have to add here for us? I just wanted to say, too, if you're listening and you're in Cedar Rapids or, or, or that, you know, Mississippi Valley area, you know, Ryan Miller's one is, is he just 
tends to take vacations in Florida. So and I think he's going to try and join us. So don't think we, we've forgotten about you. I know there was amazingly good basketball over there. So I just, if people are listening over there and thinking, God, what about us? He, I, we hope, is going to be joining us every week. And um, I think he will do an awesome job at sharing some of those teams too. Yes, absolutely. We'll have we'll have that side of the state covered because we certainly do. Like you said, that Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, even over the Quad Cities area, um, is going to be something that, uh, like you said, always is going to send um, a handful of teams this way um, come March, and uh, that's obviously what our build up and what our lead up is uh, is going to be, and that's ultimately trying to see who can make it down here in March uh, to Wells Fargo in which that uh, we'll probably put a cap on a bow on everything that we have going on, but we have a lot to cover before then. We're super excited. We appreciate all of you guys listening. Um, again, reach out to us if any ideas or anything, we'd love to hear from you. We always love getting interaction from you guys, helping us continue to drive this ship. Um, we appreciate you listening. Uh, as always, shoot or shoot.